0: So I'm not going to waste any time uh, this episode getting in, uh, into the nitty-gritty of it all. So what I have right here is a handful of not only printed documents from the CIA that have been declassified, but they're also in the link of the description of the video. And what these documents entail are some of that of the CIA's direct authoring, which means that they wrote it themselves. And in other cases, they've collected some things because, again, the CIA, the FBI, they all archive things all the time. So to say that they have something that seems out there that wasn't written by them directly isn't really that far-fetched to say. Now, before we get into this Russian book of secrets, what we need to understand is what Smirsch was and what Operation Barbarossa was. Now, I'm not trying to take this back to... A time period where that that's already been discussed and been discussed by large in large detail, really. But we need to go back to this timeline to understand. So, first off, let's break down what Operation Barbarossa was. Now, Operation Barbarossa was an operation that was conducted on Sunday, June twenty second, nineteen forty one, during World War Two. The whole concept behind this was to invade the western part of the Soviet Union, which is now Russia, in order to establish a German, um, blonde hair, blue eyes kind of population, at, at the very least, in the western part of the Soviet Union, that was the whole concept behind it. Now, it didn't work out as well as they had thought, obviously, because the Russians were extremely prepared, and the Germans were not so prepared for particularly the weather conditions, but also the amount of tanks that uh, Stalin and the Soviets had at the time. With that being said, that's Operation Barbarossa. Let's jump into SMERSH now, very quickly. So, SMERSH was an umbrella organization... For three independent counterintelligence agencies in the Red Army, formed in late 1942 or possibly even earlier but officially announced only on April 14th, 1943. Now, the name Smirsch was coined by Joseph Stalin. The main reason for its creation was to subvert the attempts by German forces to infiltrate the Red Army on the Eastern Front. Now, these are both quotes from Wikipedia and if you're watching on YouTube, I've probably put them up on the screen by now. So. There's much more to this, and these CIA documents imply such things. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to be totally truthful with you guys. They don't go into much detail or direct detail as to whether or not this was, in fact, one of the many goals. Now, you might say, okay, Dave, what goal are you talking about? Well, this book of secrets, particularly during this time frame, was of extreme importance to Hitler at the time. He was very much, and this is not really a, a... a secret it's pretty well known out there he was very much interested in the occult but there's also major speculation that the nazis were in communication with a certain being of of aliens particularly the nordics but i don't really want to jump into that but it's necessary to bring up because moving forward you'll see why this old this will come full circle now when we take a step back and we look at all this, we see, okay, these were factors that contributed to what occurred during the war. This is nothing new. I mean, historians can confirm this. It's all over the internet. It's all over the news. You can find it. But there are ulterior proposals or motives that may have been the source of Operation Barbarossa and may have been the purpose of of Smirch because Smirsch was an a counterintelligence agency because Stalin and the Russians were concerned that there may have been some type of internal infiltration by the Germans and so they didn't want this getting out and they wanted to sort of tweak out and uh, quote-unquote eliminate the the moles or the rats or the the informants or the double agents as quickly and as rapidly and as efficiently and quietly as they could with that being said Smirsch was not only a defense mechanism, but it was an offensive mechanism. And so the whole proposal behind this is that, again, according to the documents and many other timelines that, uh, and uh, many other instances within the, the timeline that connect, they were going for more than just German domination of the Soviets. They were going to look for this book. That was one of the, opera, the sub-operations of Barbarossa. Now, again, I'm not saying this whole invasion was staged or anything like that or conducted strictly for this book, but the book was one of many reasons that influenced Hitler to invade this or try to invade rather Germany on the uh, on the western front, on the eastern front, sorry, or sorry, the western front. With that being said, let's get into what this book actually entails. So. I'm putting it up on the screen now if you're watching on YouTube. What you're going to see here is a book that... Pages of the book, rather. Sorry, not the entire book. That has very concise... It is handwritten, I must say. But very precise details. And I've actually cleared it up to to be able to read some of it. Um, of UFOs. Now, here's the thing. It's not just UFOs. To say that a certain country would be so focused in one aspect on obtaining a book having to do with ufos sure it's possibly quite valuable don't get me wrong because it's technology you may not have or you may you may want to know what your your adversary or enemy knows and so on and so forth with that being said the book contains more than just ufos it contains a list of different ebe races that the russians specifically were aware of and or working with at the time now the question is okay when does the CIA come in? When does the was does the KGB come in? Well, they've kind of been overarching overarchingly involved the entire time in a in a bit of a, a consistent, continuous sort of panning out, because when you look at all of it, you say, Okay, technically speaking, the race for this type of information never really ended. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's a bit of a generic statement. The, the race for any type of information never ends. But ultimately, it seems like what was written in this book so long ago is still significant to this day, which is what makes it even more intriguing and interesting. Now, if we scroll even further down... Uh, sorry, again, this is according to dailymysteries.com, but I'm putting the, the pictures up on, on YouTube for you guys. What you'll see is different shapes of UFOs, different types of UFOs, different types of creatures made to fit within particular UFOs. That's another thing. But then if we go and we dig even deeper, what we're going to find is a list of projects in this book from certain pages of the book that were used later on by the CIA in order to understand this particular being of of aliens, which are the Nordics. Now, I'll get into it uh, very soon, how the two intertwine, but just bear with me. Now, I'm going to go through about 10 project names, and you may not recognize any of them except for one. So, Project Artichoke, Bluebird, Pandora, MK Delta, MK Naomi, MK Action... MK search and then MK Ultra. I dare to say you guys have probably only heard of MK Ultra. I heard of Pandora and uh, and Bluebird as well, but not into great detail. So maybe you guys heard about some maybe you didn't. but either way, now you know. With that being said, if we scroll down even more, the book will explain that there are different Nordic aliens and species. Now what I mean by this is very, very simple there's a warning among these beings according to some of the writing in this book indicating they're not all unified at the very minimum they're polarized into opposing sides if not split into numerous independent factions some factions have a strong fascist orientation now again i want to state very esoterically so to speak that when it comes to the politics of these beings I wouldn't suggest or imply that they view politics the same way we do, but their understanding or their views of an organizational structure in very various ways could be similar to the way that we've structured our government or our society, and if not, maybe an alternative that we might have used in the past that didn't work for us but might work for them or what have you, right? The next thing is that they walk among us pretending to be human because, again, these are the Nordics. They look a little more... Pale than the average um, Caucasian person, but nothing out of the ordinary. Every so often, maybe their eyes might seem a little more buggy or glowy than that of uh, other people around them. But again, it's not enough to say, oh, you might be, are you an alien? Like, essentially, they could walk down the street and nobody would really notice them. Then... The next one is, they are genetically compatible with us, and s- some of their females have engaged human males for sexual encounters and even long-term relationships, though interbreeding their ge- sorry through interbreeding their genes can enter our gene pool and vice versa, therefore some individuals and bloodlines would have more of their DNA than others in humans, and their alien DNA would likely show under analysis to be basically human, albeit rare and unusual. Again, through uh, genetic manipulation, uh, throughout history, they've selected certain humans to raise off uh, offsprings within human society. And there are a lot of people that are living out there today that have been the descendants, either directly or loosely, have been the descendants of these Nordics without even knowing it, believe it or not. That's what this book says. So you can imagine why there's so much information and there's such a race to to obtain this book. Right Now. If we look and we continue to see what's, what else is being explained within this book, we'll find that there are different Nordic races, or f- sorry, not races, factions as I mentioned a, a few minutes ago. But the thing about it is that because of the fact that they claim to be so spiritual and want to uh, raise consciousness and awareness, they could also be deceiving. And it depends on which faction they're coming from. Allegedly, some, very few, but some are pure-hearted, so to speak, or have no internal deceitful agenda. Others don't have an agenda, but because of their, quote-unquote, spirituality or understanding of consciousness and what have you, they don't want to meddle with the affairs of humans on this planet or meddle within certain specific affairs. And that's another interesting thing as well. And it seems like the CIA and the KGB nowadays in the, in the modern day is trying to navigate the relationships with these Nordics, particularly the Nordics. Again, the book also mentions, by the way, greys, uh, certain insectoid species, what galaxies they come from, and what have you. But the main focus that I found to be extremely prominent was the Nordics. Again, they seem to be one of the smarter ones, amongst all the other races, they seem to have more of an intuitive understanding, and they understand that they can mix intuition with logic and reasoning, which I honestly think is something we as humans should be doing, <laughs> more more often than not, which is one of the reasons why I think ancient civilizations figured things out that we haven't yet. Um, with that being said, they understand there's an evolutionary lens and a cosmic balance that they need to keep in in, I guess you could say, in control, so to speak, so that overall, the process and the evolution of the universe and all conscious beings in the universe can continue to thrive. And that's the whole goal of it. Now, as to what the CIA or the KGB want from this could be just strictly adversarial, meaning that they're just trying to compete over possession of this book, because again, it's two agencies competing over one another. But I'd like to think, honestly, y- you'd want to have a bit more of an open mind and when you look at this, because again, although agencies interact and work with one another, they also screw each other over just as easily. And so this is nothing new. I wouldn't even call that a conspiracy, so to speak. All I'm saying here is that when you have two agencies at odds with one another, and they're at odds with one another for many reasons, but one of them is because they're trying to obtain information about a certain alien species, clearly they must know things and have things under control in ways that we might not be able to fathom or ways that we can only... Not even imagine, but interpret or extrapolate at the moment. And the reason why I say that is because if the CIA, again, based on these declassified documents as well, if they're not panicking and they're rather racing to just obtain new information and knowledge, that tells you something. That tells you they're aware of what is going on. And the KGB is as well. And so is the Mossad, so is MI6. It's not that difficult to, to, to figure out. This is not some massive puzzle, as is some other unfortunate cases that we're trying to put together here and combine and be able to, to, to make sense of it. It's all in this book. So I can understand the value. And this book might already have, just have things in it that the CIA or the KGB might already know or have. But the whole point is that every little step of knowledge will help further the evolution. Now, whether it's for a good thing or a bad thing, it's a very different story entirely. If you're talking morals and ethics, I would dare to say we throw all that out the window. Because when you look at something like this, you can't have morals and ethics in this. You can't. It, it, this is strictly quote-unquote business. That's all it is. People will die for it. People will kill for it. This is not anything out of the ordinary. And especially for something that has to do with interplanetary communications and knowledge. You can bet your ass that people will will put other people's lives on the line. Maybe without knowing it, but lives will still be put on the line nonetheless. So I want you guys to to let me know what you think because it's a very interesting book. And these pages that have leaked substantiate the fact that this does exist. And the CIA documents only continue to support that, even though it's more of an implicative detail or description than that of a, a confirmation. But nonetheless they're there for you to check out. So let me know what you guys think. And if I missed anything, please let me know. And we'll catch you next time. Thank you.